you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 75. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hi, guys. I want to make you a back-to-school support podcast. And I know many of you guys who are the type of people that listen to parenting podcasts usually have a plan, a back to school plan, and you've learned a few things over the years. And maybe you're even not like me, but a super type A type person organized. You have your systems. You're ready to implement your systems. That is not me. That is my husband, but that is not me. Uh, but even for those of you who are like this, this episode is for everyone. So what's one of the what's the biggest mistake that we typically make when we're planning for back to school because yes even if you're not type a we do need to have a plan in place because transitions are hard for kids we all know that that's why it's always a little bit of a rocky road so i'm going to give you three tips at the end of this podcast of what i think really helps you set it really sets you up for a better and smoother transition into a really great school year and um and so i will share those but i want to first tell you the big mistake that many of us make we don't start with a productive conversation so often it's like we get this system and this idea in our head and maybe we even have a little anxiety about knowing that this shift is coming and there's going to be a lot of responsibilities for all of us, including, you know, the parents, especially, this is pretty stereotypical, but the moms, like how much falls on us, right? So we get this system and this plan and maybe if you're like me and you are a non-systematic person naturally, that's how your brain is wired. It takes a lot of brain power for me to systematize things. And so, so I've got the system, you've got the system, and then you're like, listen guys, this is the way it's gonna go. We're gonna have a much better school year than we did last year. Last year, there was forgotten homework. There were multiple trips back up to school. There were all those things. We are not doing that. This is the deal. This is what we're doing. So, so I think that the mistake we make is we come in as a drill sergeant and it really feels luxury. And, and look, as humans, do you want to cooperate with someone that is barking orders at you or you don't necessarily feel like you're on the same team? No, you don't. So we want to come at it from that place of we're going to have a productive conversation. So we're going to show up with the pack leadership. 
We're going to show up with a little bit of pre-planning and we're also going to involve the people. So how do we have a productive conversation? My process, as many of you guys know, is SAP. And SAP or SAP is how to have a productive conversation by infusing empathy into the communication exchange without feeling like a SAP. Of course, I have to make it kitschy so you can remember it because this works and it helps, it, these little games help the brain to remember. So SAP to have a productive conversation. So during the S part, the seeing their perspective, we've got to come at it from a place of seeing their perspective and the best way to do it where you actually involve them and you get buy-in is own whatever role you have played in the past uh, for it not going so smoothly, right? So if you were the person who was yelling mom in the morning uh, and many of us have been there, trust me, I get it, then you own that part and you say, hey guys, School's coming up, obviously, and I noticed that, and you probably did too, we tend to get a little stressed, especially in the morning around school, and things can be rough going from summer and a later start time, the camp starts later, we've had lots of fun relaxing time, we've had lots of vacations, whatever we've had, and school year, everything tightens up, and I noticed that I become kind of a stress ball during the school year, especially during the morning or when I get panicked about you guys not getting to bed on time. So I'm, you know, I know that's not helpful. Have y'all noticed that I become a little different version of me that maybe I see more relaxed in the summer? I don't know. Do you have y'all noticed that? So S, you see their perspective. Their perspective is why does mom have to be such a ball of stress during the school year? Chill the F out, you know? That's their perspective. So you're just putting it out there and owning like, yeah, I get stressed. You're not saying, and if you would just get all your shit done, we would have it all. God, I, I hate when I curse on here. I really try to keep it clean. Um, if you get it all done, then everything could run more smoothly because that feels like blame. And when you go to the place of blame, guess what? You're not going to have a productive conversation. No one wants to take the blame. Nobody wants to be blamed, right? So you're just going to see it from their perspective. Mom's kind of a stress case during the school year, right? I noticed that we get kind of stressed out and I get kind of stressed out and I'm like barking orders and and it just, that's just not, that wasn't ever my plan. And I mean, have y'all noticed that? Do I seem different in summer than I do during the school year? Is there any, so it's just, you're just seeing it. And then you A, actively listen, which is literally just reflecting back whatever they say. So you want to prompt them during the see their perspective part to start talking. So anything they say, they're like, yeah, you like yell at us all the time in the morning. And you're like, I yell, does it feel like that? So I stress you out in the morning. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. And then when you go to school, are you, like, does it take you a little while to unwind and to come down? Side note, just so y'all know, when we do start our days in this way, we literally are sending our kids off to school at a deficit for learning because it takes a couple hours for those cortisol levels to cut those stress levels to come down in them. So we really do need to get this right 
because most of us, it's important. We want our kids to be successful in school. And so when we send them at a deficit, it's, it's worse than sending them without breakfast, without fuel. We're sending them with heightened cortisol. Okay. Back to the productive conversation. So, so when they start to tell you, yeah, you're like, oh, so yeah, so that feels stressful. So you already have like a whole day on your plate. You've got, no, you've got to go and you've got to do all the things at school and sit in that desk and, and maybe be bored part of the time. And then I'm over here stressing you out before you go and have that kind of day. That doesn't feel very helpful. So actively listening is you mirror back, you reflect, and sometimes you even kind of connect the dots of things that they may not be saying, but you can tell they're thinking because that really feels so connecting. I mean, think about it. When somebody says something and you're like, are you in my head? You feel like they get me, like they really get me. And that's what we want our kids to feel about us because that is empathy. That is taking empathy and making it into a verb where we're doing empathy, they feel it. And now we've got two people having a conversation from this part, from their brain state that is, you know, the executive part of your brain, right? That's where all of the awesome decision-making and that's where you're your smartest self. So when we, when we use empathy, we actually are having an impactful conversation that they're going to remember. When we lecture and start off as the drill sergeant, they're not. They're going to get defensive. It's a natural reaction to get defensive when you feel like somebody's blaming you or attacking you. So when we come at it from this approach, we've got two people who are in the right brain state. So then when we move on to the P part and the problem solving, um, you really want to kind of say, so like, do you have any ideas for how things can run more smoothly during the morning and after school and before bed? Like, what are your ideas? Do you have any? And you kind of, you prompt them to see and anything they say, you're like, interesting. I like where you're going with that. Can you say more? So you're really involving them. Where you're going to get to is you're going to share your new rules. This is where you get to come in and say, well, I've been thinking about it. And these are three ways that I think we will be way more successful and less stressed out during the school year. So you know you've done the S and the A right the seeing their perspective and the active listening, the empathy part right, when you get to the P, the problem solving, and they don't resist you sharing your tips and your perspective. So when you get there, if they get defensive, just back it up and do more empathizing. Really, and this may not wrap up in one session. These productive conversations can go on for a little bit, but when you're gonna tie it up, these are the three tips I would recommend that you cover during the process of how are we going to have a more successful school year. Number one, we're going to have a rule of no devices in the car. So if you drive your kids to school, if you pick them up, if you drive them to activities, it's, so here's the new rule. We're going to put all devices, if your kids are old enough to have devices or if they're on iPads or whatever, we're not, no more devices in the car. In the car, we're gonna talk, we're gonna to listen to music, we're gonna get, we're gonna connect, we're gonna plan. Like that's our time together as a family. And the truth of the matter is, I know that you guys don't want me texting and driving. Am I wrong? So I'm not a, I'm not a taxi driver. I'm not a chauffeur. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the mom, 
So if I can't be on my device, no one else can be on their device either. It's what's fair. Does that make sense to you guys? So from now on, to make sure that we follow this rule, we will be putting all devices, the second we get in the car, all devices will go in the glove compartment. Number two, I noticed that last year, there was a lot of return trips to school. Mom, I forgot my homework at school. I need to go back and get something out of my locker. Or I forgot my gym bag, or I forgot this, or I forgot that. And it's, it doesn't work. I, I, it's, it's very stressful return trips to school. So everyone's gonna need to be more responsible for their stuff. And we're gonna have a, a one return trip to school policy a semester, one, one. So one return trip to school. So if you forgot your homework and you wanna go back up to your locker, is that the one time you wanna use it? Or do you wanna maybe call a friend and see if you can figure it out? Like you're really gonna to have to think about it. I'm gonna to stick to this one return trip. So if you've used your one return trip and all of a sudden you've forgotten your computer or you've forgotten your lunch or you've forgotten whatever it is, if you've already used your one, your one return trip to school, then you're gonna have to go without and figure it out and, and deal with the consequences of not, not showing up with your stuff. Now, I'm doing this because it's gonna help. I'm not gonna go to college with you guys. And this is gonna help train your brain to figure out your system. Maybe you need a checklist. Whatever it is, you're gonna have to figure out your system. And doing this is gonna help your brain to remember. It's not helpful to you for later if I keep returning to school and return and saving the day because you're going to get to college and you're not going to remember or know how to be responsible for your own thing. So this is why I'm doing this. I love you too much not to do this. And it causes a lot of stress and chaos. And the third thing is we are going to get ready for the school year and earlier wake up time. So starting three days before school starts, we are going to start getting in bed earlier and waking up earlier. And every day it'll be a little bit more. And so by the day before school, we'll be back on school schedule. And you'll wake the day before school, you'll wake up at the same time as if you were going to school and you'll go to bed that night, the same time you'll go to bed on a school night so that we can be really ready when school starts and our bodies have adjusted. So that's how we're gonna, that's how we're gonna operate because you know what? We're gonna have an amazing 2019-2020 school year and, uh, and I just know, I know that it's gonna be successful for everyone so it's really important for us to start it out this way. How does that sound, you guys? We're such an awesome team. Rah-rah session, all that stuff. So um, that's how we show up in PAC leadership, have a productive conversation, Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's been involved and we, we get it. We've established what the rules for the school year are and what the consequences are. One return trip to school. And if that doesn't happen, then guess what? You're gonna have to deal with the consequences of you forgetting, right? And it'll help your brain to remember. So we've had that, had it, and we're gonna, so, so remember you're establishing the rules. You're gonna repeat these rules often and then you're gonna have to follow through consistently. The hardest part, not returning to school when your kid calls you and says, I have a soccer game and I forgot my soccer jersey, right? Super hard, super hard to follow through and know that you have to allow your kid to fail so that they can ultimately succeed in the long run. So, okay, that's what I've got for you guys. And I want, I want to end it on one last note. 
If you are a person who is listening to this podcast religiously and getting lots of great tips, but you haven't noticed the needle moving away, the stress needle in your family, in your household, moving towards calm and staying hovering around chaos because you're consuming this information, but you're not actually putting it into action. I want you to know, A, you're a human. It's very hard to create behavior change in your life. That's why I have my membership community. We're opening enrollment for the fall very soon. And what I want you to do, if you're ready, you're listening to this and you're ready to truly create behavior change in your family, in your life, and have a more peaceful household, I want you to reach out an email, lindsay at randyrubenstein.com. That's lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at randyrubenstein.com and let her know, I want to be in the membership. Give me the details. Give me the details. So email lindsay at randyrubenstein.com. We're opening enrollment very soon. It will be closed by October 1st, and we're going to cap it at a certain number of members. And the people in my membership community are literally changing their lives. So I want this for you if you're ready to really get that stress needle to go towards calm and away from all that chaos. Life's too short. We got to have more fun. Got to have more peace in our household. Okay, guys. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.